<clears throat> good morning, good morning. On today's podcast, I have special guest Preston Brown. Preston's edge is formulas that give him the ability to build a map and assess problems. Preston is a speaker, entrepreneur, and multiple eight-figure business owner specializing in disruptive innovation and scaling companies. He is a serial entrepreneur who started his first company in college and was soon making more than his professors. He had a revelation, dropped out of college, and has since then been busy building profitable companies. Preston currently has 18 successful business operations with growth revenues over $180 million. Have a listen. Welcome to your Hidden Edge podcast, where there's a belief that each and every one of us has a hidden edge, one that could unlock that next level of success in any area of life. Unfortunately, that edge is hidden tucked away and buried deep underneath layers and layers. In this podcast, we'll uncover the hidden edge of high-performance leaders, executives, athletes, coaches, and authors to open your mind and stretch your frame of reality. If you know you want more, can do more, and be more, then this is the right podcast for you. Let's uncover your hidden edge. Welcome to the show. I am extremely excited to have special guest Preston Brown on the show. Preston, welcome to the show. Man, I'm so excited to be here. That intro video got me more excited. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's that's the uh, that's what it's meant to do. So it hit the mark. Love it. Love it. So the show is all about uncovering your hidden edge because so many people just have blinders on. They're they're doing day after day. They can't see. They're not exposed to different things that mon- might unlock. That next level of success could be professionally, could be personally. So let's dive into your hidden edge. I know it's around systems and formulas. Can't wait to dive in and unpack that. So I got to use a politically incorrect word these days if I'm going to talk about success formulas, right? It's not a secret. It's a science. Everybody likes to talk about that ingredient behind success. Well, you know, every chef knows you want to bake a pie. There's a whole lot of ingredients. There's a process you go through. There's a certain time at a certain temperature. There's a certain time it should cool off. There's which toppings do what. Like So there's a science to success. There's a formula for success. I have a formula uh, for business to to the point that now I've I've got 18 operating businesses. Uh, In 2020, we did 184 million in revenue. I think we're approaching 280 this year. I, I haven't got the numbers back, but that's the projections. So, you know, the formulas work and anyone in any stage of their business, if they look at that formula and they apply it to where they're at today, they're going to be successful. Like it, it, you're going to be able to not manage it, but measure it so that you can manage it. Because if you do that first step first, it, it's, it's going to all come clear and you can solve what you can see. When you see the problem, understand the problem, dive into the problem, then all of a sudden we can solve it. I love it. And congrats on your success. Continue, continue success. That's fantastic. So stages of businesses, right? Because we have all different stages from startup to, you know, a growth, com- all different stages. Explain the stages and, and kind of one of the traps that people fall into checking out mentors, coaches that they might hire, but they might not be in that proper stage to actually leverage what the coach or mentor is, is guiding them in. So, and, and I love that you framed it that way. Most business owners understand the principle of success leaves clues. I need to find somebody who's, who's been there. They've walked the path. They, they, they blaze the trail and they know what some of the pitfalls and the traps are. The problem is that mentor, that investor, 
that leader is not always at the same stage as you. So when they're giving advice, they're going to give it from their situation, maybe today. And, and you need to make sure that you're really getting calibrated advice to the stage you're in. So there's seven stages. And it starts with the wannabe. Like, the, you know, you have entrepreneurs and watchpreneurs. So I call this one a watchpreneur. And this is the guy or gal that's like, hey, you know, I really want to be in business, but they got a mindset issue. Mm-hmm. And they got to pay a price. At every stage, you pay a price to get to the next stage. The entrepreneur is terrified. You know, the mindset's called the mindset because you set it, like you set your watch, right? And so they need to set their mindset and get over this idea that, well, what if it's not the right time to start? Well, here's two facts for all the people in that stage. It's never the right time to start, and the right time is always now. So, hello, let's go. And when they overcome that and they have that breakthrough, and you call it breakthrough because something fucking breaks, and then all of a sudden you wake up and you go in, then you become the next stage called the startup. And you know why we call customers customers? Well, we call customers customers because we have to customize everything, especially when we're a startup, until we're finding the right niche that is our customer. Nobody can serve everyone. And so we have to find the right niche or niches, you know, max of three, but normally when you're beginning, one. Find one person that you have uniquely described and, and there's enough people that fit in that little box that you could serve them at a very high level. And, and 50% of companies fail. You're one. You know why? Because they try to serve everybody or they don't find the niche. Well, if you customize enough in this phase to find who your niche is, then you move to the next phase of entrepreneur. And this is where you become uh, what what I call a slave. But really, it's an operational entrepreneur. Okay, like slave labor still exists. It's called operational entrepreneurs. Okay, these people thought they were getting into business to be free. And they started managing their company by crisis. All their friends have a job. They work 40 hours a week. This guy's working 80 hours a week. There's crisis, there's crisis, there's crisis. When he was in this customization stage to get his customers in a startup, he had this energy of being exceptional, which is how every startup gets there. You're not going to succeed unless you're exceptional. Well, to become an operational entrepreneur and, and, and get out of this management by crisis where you're everything, you have to move out of exceptional energy. You have to realize that a business is a machine. It's a system. It's a process. We call it a firm because the limps are way less fun. It's called a structure not a lack thereof, right? And so they have to go into an optimized energy. And optimal versus exceptional, if you think about it, if your engine and your car, which is much like a business, right, made one exception, you never get where you're going. So this is where you start optimizing. You're adding teams, you're adding systems, you're adding processes. But it's very hard to do at this stage because you know what you haven't done? You haven't really scaled. When you were the startup, you created a job, then you became an operational entrepreneur, then you optimized. Now you're an entrepreneur. You know what your pay price was this time? A huge pay cut for the same amount of activity. Oh, shit. Now I have to scale. Then they go into scaling and and, and, and they, they once they go to entrepreneur, you need to stay in the entrepreneur stage where you have a lot of time back and a huge pay cut for a very short while. Why? Because okay. you go broke. That's when you go into what's called operational megapreneur. You've got systems, you've got teams, you've got all of this stuff. And so now you have to scale. You either pivot your model a little bit to add more customers or you expand your model to, to add more of the same customer, but you're either going to go from that one target customer to three, or you're going to you know do more of that one it's a, if it's a large niche, but you have to go into scaling. And everybody tries to scale everything at the same time and you can't. Gotcha. Okay? That's like trying to grow in every direction at the same time. Unless you're eating Big Mac cheeseburgers every day of the week and you're going to die at 45, it doesn't work. So um, this person has to learn the art of scaling 
and he's still going to be managing by crisis, only he's going to go into the megapreneur status, like the operational megapreneur, first you scale brand. Then once you've scaled brand, you scale margin. Once you've scaled margin, you add more team, systems, processes, optimizations, etc. Then you scale more customers. Okay, and you actually went through this entire process as the startup. You just didn't know it because you were authentic. You were person to person. You were heart to heart. Now you're a business creating all of these pieces in an optimized process where you have a sales team developing this rapport. You're using flows of capacity, and so you're scaling all of these things. Once you scale customers and you've grown sales, guess what? Nobody likes to deal with the big company. Now you have to go back to scaling brand. All of a sudden you're in this process of rescaling and where do I scale and where do I put in things? And now we have to do the same thing we did at Operational Entrepreneur going to Entrepreneur, only instead of doing it with like low level managers and, and directors of operations, you're doing it with a COO, a CFO, a CMO, a CIO, if you need a chief investment officer for your firm, you're eventually going to get the CEO to replace you. And that's where you graduate to Megapreneur. Megapreneur is an awesome stage, only you realize, should I have a new business partner? It's the United <laughs> States government. They're going to come and regulate my ass off. They're going to take away as much of my time and energy as they can. And they want 40% of my money. You didn't ever have to deal with this before because the expenses of growth offset a lot of the taxable income. And you're like, wow, this kind of sucks. And so immediately to graduate from megapreneur, and, and nobody stays in one stage at any one point, they're always oscillating. Then right. you go to this thing called investor philanthropist. Now, this is where entrepreneurs that are in startup or operational entrepreneur get screwed up. Like I am an investor slash philanthropist, and I'm a megapreneur, and I'm an operational megapreneur because, well, as a guy, if we retire, we die in two years. So I'll always start a new business and I'll do something else. But, but as an investor philanthropist, I know that if I buy an airplane and I bought two in the last two years, guess what? I can immediately get up to a million fifty write off on that airplane per year just for the purchase price. So if I go buy a five million dollar airplane, I got what, $5 million of write-offs over five years? That's not terrible. If it's under 12,500 pounds, I can lease it out with one pilot. I can make money just like an Airbnb and I've improved my lifestyle. If an operational entrepreneur tries to go do this stuff, they're going to kill themselves. So they'll get excited because they'll see somebody at a different level. They'll be like, oh, I'm going to listen to this guru and I'm going to go do what he's doing. And, and, and if you're targeting what they're doing, and this is why I say, if you hire a mentor, pay a mentor. Because it's always great to go on Instagram and watch but what you need to learn is what they did at that stage, whichever one you resonate with. If you resonate with Tony Robbins, go. Greg Cardone, go. If you resonate with me, go. If you resonate with Jeff, call him and pay him. But like you, when, when you resonate with someone, you pay them to teach you about that stage. And every business on earth follows the exact same formula. And it's a problem-solving formula that can get you through each of these stages. And you do the right thing at the right stage. Each stage is short. And, and, and here's a weird disclaimer. I've been in business like 13, 14 years. I'm 40 years old. Okay. 90% of my money has been made in the last four years because that's when I got it all right. Hmm. That's when I realized, oh, formulas to stages, not just formulas. Like I was doing well. Right. I, went, I, went, I went from a net worth in probably the eight, $10 million range because I had a lot of real estate to all of a sudden businesses exploded. And if you have a business that's making $20 million a year and you could sell it on an eight times multiple, I mean, you do the math, your net worth changes overnight. Right. Here's the bright side for all your listeners. This is the best time that earth has ever seen for a transfer of wealth. There are more people in their 60s and 70s that want to sell their companies or frankly, give them away at points. My largest company was given to me and the guy wrote me a $50,000 check to take it. Wow. 
And I turned it around over three years, and that's a company that's now worth probably $150 million. And 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 and, and it was a gift. Actually, October will be a four-year-old company. So I have a four-year-old worth $150 million, and it's paid me all the money I initially infused in it. I think I, I went in 300 grand and 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 I've gotten all of that back, which means my returns are freaking infinite at this point. And, right. and I'm cash flowing and, and I have a saleable asset. So the best way to grow your net worth is through business. And most of the entrepreneurial people that have large scale companies, their their kids don't want to take them. They're looking for you today, right now. And if you find the right formula, you can take them, you can buy it from them, you can absorb it. They're just retiring and they, they just want to give it away. And and this is the time for everybody right now to go get filthy, stinking rich. And it's a recession, so there's more that want to give them away. That's incredibly powerful. I mean, just the story of, hey, 13 years in business. It wasn't until four years, right? People always think it's got to happen right now. It takes time to figure it out. I mean, John Wooden. Would it take him 13 years to win his first title? And then he won all the titles. It took him 13 years and people always see the results. They don't understand the process. And I love how you talked about the stages and how coach mentor that you pay has to teach you where you're at, right? And what they went through during that time, because I, I feel like there's such a mismatch out there and people, that's how they, they fall flat on their face and, and, they don't get truly that growth that they want to. My first mentor said it real simple. He said, what you get for free is worth exactly that. And I said, huh. And then I wrote him a check. <laughs> and, and I'm a very wealthy man today. That investment, I think it was 500 bucks at that point in time, has probably been the single greatest investment of my life. Can I give your, your audience an investment formula that if you follow, and I can tell you this with experience, if you follow this investment formula in these five steps and fill these five buckets, you will be rich. I promise. I guarantee there is no doubt in my mind that everybody that follows this formula will be filthy, stinking rich if they follow this formula. Yeah, shoot. Five steps of investment, brother. Five. Okay. One, and you fill the bucket. Fill this. Invest in this. Like, if you have no money, download a book on Audible. Okay. You can invest in that there. You can go to Barnes and Nobles. You can like, like read the wall street journal or whatever, like success magazine or something like that, like that you want to read. That's going to tell you stories of what's possible or stories of what this business did or that business did, or go read books. Like honestly, some of the best ones are the books about like the, the, the Titans a hundred years ago, John D Rockefeller, all these guys. Are yes. Amazing. Right. Yes. I love and, that. <laughs> and they're, they're, they're phenomenal. And that's, that costs almost nothing. I mean, there's, 30 hour long books on audible that you can buy for $20. Like, like that's plenty of mentorship. Now, once you get to where you're like, okay, man, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm tapping out books, like go hire a coach, go to a seminar, do something like almost everybody I've ever met that succeeded. Almost everybody. I don't want to put everybody in the same box, but almost everybody has followed this path. Once your brain is full. And, and, and when I say full, I don't mean you can't learn anymore. I just mean you're learning at maximum capacity. Right. If you if you're that person that can do three seminars a month, I can't do that. Like I, I read a book or two a month now. I used to read a book a week. I read a book or two a month. I try to do a seminar at least every two months. And, and I do a lot of podcasts where I'm listening to podcasts. I found some of the smartest people are the people that listen to podcasts. And I, and then all of a sudden I'm like, why are you so damn smart? And they show me the podcast. I'm like, shit, I'm gonna watch that podcast. And which got me excited, right? Yep. Well, so so grow that, grow the mind. Two, after you've grown the mind, invest in your business. All these people out there, oh, you need to buy Bitcoin. You need to do this crap. Don't listen. Don't listen. You invest in your mind first, 
And then you invest in your business. Fill the bucket of mind. Mindset, heart set, hand set. Fill that bucket, then go fill the business bucket. If you need a new employee, you have no business buying another investment property. If you need a software, you have no business looking at the coolest cryptocurrency or NFT or some monkey with a, I don't even know, you know? So next, after you've filled the bucket of your mindset, your business, then you go to the next one. And I know this is cliche, real estate. Why? Well, the forefathers in this country designed the tax codes around what they owned, which at that point was real estate. And it's right now the only asset that I know of that has trended successfully 100% of the time as being an inflation hedge, a cash flow hedge, and a tax hedge. Think about that. Like, like that investor philanthropist thing I talked about at the top level, last year I bought 2,500 apartment units. My taxes should have been, I think, $7 million and they were 200000 So that's a big drop due to bonus depreciation because the government finds ways to make legal loopholes for people to invest in things the government needs. And all of a sudden, boom, right? So right. like there's all these little things. So you invest in your business after you invest in your mind. Then you invest in real estate, right? After real estate, you go to other tax hedges. Now, what do I say other tax hedges? Find a person you can trust, oil and gas leasing. It's going to be huge. This is going to be so huge as administrations change because it's still an energy need. So if you can find people that are trustworthy, you can invest in there. Oh, my God. Huge, huge gains. Next, solar and wind. That's a real thing. This is where the world is going. And there's tax benefits that just came out with more bills. Watch what Congress does. Okay. And, and like airplanes, large vehicles. Like if you own a trucking company, you're very lucky because every truck, everything over like I think it's 6,000 pounds you can accelerate depreciation on like immediately. Like it's, it's, it's incredible. So if you own a trucking company, you made $2 million, you can go put 400,000 of your 2 million down and buy 20 trucks. And then you made zero money, right? Which means you just saved what? $800,000. Oh my God. You literally used the leverage. You borrowed money and didn't pay taxes. It's amazing. So the next one is other tax hedges. And then the last one. Okay. Is everything else. This is your stocks, your bonds, your mutual funds, your, your Bitcoin, your NFTs. And, and you fill every bucket first. And when you get to the next bucket, it's being filled by the overflow from the previous bucket. Gotcha. And if you follow this formula, I, I mean, look, everybody overestimates a year and they underestimate a decade. But in a decade, you'll be at least a decamillionaire and potentially a centimillionaire. And I don't care if you're starting as a, you know, a newspaper boy right now. Like this shit works. I know yeah. I did it. I, I love where you started, right? Invest in yourself. I, uh, such a firm believer in that. I'm a dad of, of two sons. And like, I was just talking to somebody the other day and my sons have a routine every day. And like, I pay them 10 bucks a week from an allowance, but in that is they need to meditate in that they need to gratitude journal in that they need to learn something new. So, right. Like, how do you get into that mindset of, Hey, I, I need to be a sponge. I need to learn. I mean, we've got supercomputers in our hands, right? That we can get access to information in a second, right? Like it's it's crazy the amount of information that's out there. So, you know, in your your history, systems, right? Having a formula. How did you start to, as somebody that's maybe new to the game, that they're just starting out? How did you start to figure those things out in your journey? Was it just trial and pain and picking yourself back up and saying, all right, I got to figure something else out? Yeah. And I don't want to run your podcast too long with, with my story because it's all over the place at this point on a lot of different 
venues and people could look it up they wanted but my dad got cheated my dad chased the american dream and got cheated so without okay. going into a long story that hurt i was a seven-year-old kid in a trailer park my dad opened a business he got cheated by some scumbag that lives not too far from where i live now that made me into this corporate machine that thought the meaning of life was money and wealth because i watched this man that was like my hero get cheated okay you know 2019 to to make the long story short my dad passed away and it was the only time i've ever lost love and it, it, it ruined me at that point. It was the worst moment in my life because everything I'd ever chased, I could add more time with him if I hadn't chased him. So it was a beautiful moment. And I was, you know, to get, to give you like a moment of like absolute clarity, I'm sitting there feeling like, like I remember at this point in my life, I was watching the walking dead. If you remember that show. Yep. And, I, was, uh, I was a big fan back in the day <laughs> and I loved it, but I was, I was watching the zombies. I'm thinking, man, they look better than I feel. Hmm. And, 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 and so, I'm empty inside and I'm sitting outside and I like to go out in nature when I'm, I'm empty and I need to fill up. Yep. And, and here was this lady, like just walking in beautiful park. I'm in and, and she's walking around and they, they just fertilized everything a few days ago and they planted things and all this stuff. And there's flowers starting to bloom and right. she's leaning down, sniffing a flower. And I'm, I'm looking at this and I'm like, she's leaning down six inches above a pile of shit, sniffing this flower. And that hit me like a ton of bricks. I was like, oh my God, the problems are gifts. The flower would not be here without the shit. Every single problem is the problem we need. And 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 I'd already built this formula where, where it, you know, and, and I just had my assistant email it to you, but the, the formula is real simple. It's a filter. You take a problem and you put it in the top. You find out, okay, well, every business has three goals, alignment, simplicity, foresight, which one is the problem relating to the most? And, and mm -hmm. it might be one or two, but like grab those. Right. Alignment and simplicity are very optimization energy. Foresight is exceptional energy. So like if you're the driver of the car, car's optimized, then you're exceptional because you're the driver, right? And you need both to have a really successful business, but you probably need 10% of foresight, 90% the optimization energies. And then once you've gotten into the goals, you find out what's impacting it. Culture, clarity, capacity, and cash. And these are the four legs. Like if you look at any table, there's four legs that hold that table up. Right. So the structure sits on the four legs and those legs better be the same length and the same strength. And so there's a formula to culture. There's a formula to clarity and communication. There's a formula to capacity and there's a formula to cash. And so I started isolating out all of these formulas. And like, I, like have you ever seen where you put the ball in the top and it kind of like Yep. goes down on all the pins. Okay, well, oh, this is this is a clarity and a cash situation. Okay, so I'll work in those two areas. And then I realized in business, there's six things you can change. There's only six. And this was so refreshing and freeing, Jeff. And, and anyone from your audience that wants the entire formula, not just the main page, I will send them everything. They can message me. I'm going to send it to you right now and you will have it. But like, yep. I'll send them everything. But every single one has a formula. And, and when there's only six things you can change in business, and I, I look at my wife's makeup drawer, and there's like 150 things she can adjust. And I was like, golly, that's complicated. Complexity right. is seductive, not productive. Productivity gets you paid. Seductivity gets you something else. And it's a lot more fun in marriage than business. So let's leave it there. And uh, I looked at it, and I was like, in business, all I got is price, product, people, place, promotion, and process. And if I add that last one to everything I changed, then I can do it in an automated fashion. Mm -hmm. And now I have 18 automated companies and, 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 and it's, it's completely set me free. But it was that time where I realized money didn't mean everything. Love was the meaning of life. Experiences were the meaning of life. I already had the main formula 
but I've not really built out the different formulas underneath the science behind culture. And there's five foundations to culture. You know, the science behind capacity. There's four flows to capacity. There's different ways to scale. Oh my God, the biggest one, the one, the cause of all problems is in clarity. It's in communication or lack thereof, lack of transparency. And then cash, cash is just like, you know, you should really be looking at what could trigger a crisis and which returns you're focusing on and cash balances. That's the simplest one. Like if there's cause, there's effect, cash is effect, and then you do some like pr- predictions. And if you get the formulas for each of these things and you could say, oh, well, which one of these six things should I change? Or which two of these six things should I change? Right. And you adjust your business. Like you're driving your car and this is going to maybe trigger some people. And I hope it does because it'll make them think mm-hmm. is more complicated. It's more complicated to drive your car from your home to the grocery store than it is to become a centimillionaire today. Wow. That's a, that's a good one. Chew on that one, audience. That's powerful. I love that. So, Preston, where can people find you? Where can they grab information? Where can they where can they uh, reach you? If you've triggered them, you've inspired them. You've you've got all of a sudden they've got this itch on the back of their neck, and they're like, "Holy crap! I got I got to talk. I got to find out what he's doing. I I can sense his passion, his excitement through the microphone. Where can people find you?" So all my social media is the Preston Brown. I mean, we're on Instagram, we're on TikTok, we're on all of them. Like you can find us there, you can message us there. Like I've always got my team. Like we got Jesse and, and like a whole team of like videographers and everybody else. It's like now helping me put this out there. Like all of this information is free. I, I give this information away. You can message us and say, I want the formulas. We'll send you the formulas. Like as you're using them, if you're having problems, I recommend getting a coach. Like I, I recommend using my formulas. If I don't resonate with you, get a different coach. If I resonate with you, you can call me for coaching. Like we've got one product that's I think like 299 bucks. We get four sessions a month. It's group coaching. And we've watched companies go from $10 million companies to $50 million companies. So social media is the big one. The, the other one that like, uh, you know, a lot of people are starting to, to find me. In, in fact, more people find me here because of how much I travel. I launched a, you know, I used to travel the world with with an amazing guy uh, named Tony Robbins, and and eventually, like when COVID hit and they weren't doing as much, I I, I opened my own. And you know, people will go on my social media and they will see that we are like we're in Peru, we're in Maldives, we're in this, we're in this, we're in this. I mean, like, so you, you can find me there. Like YBL has all sorts of like forms, and you can go and reach out and access us there. And they have like their own coaching programs where. I and actually my mentors do coaching there. So that's cool. But or just message me, whatever. Like I'm I'm very easy to get a hold of if it's something you're looking for. But definitely for everyone, get the formulas. Cause that I, I look at the great outdoors as like the world's free gym. Anybody that wants to work out, go running in the park. It costs you nothing. Yeah. You want the personal trainer, the guy standing behind you yelling, run, you know, like that, that, that part you pay for. But like, you know, get the formulas. They're all there, they're free. I'll send them all to you. Love it. I got a question here. Let's show it as a good one from Kim. She says, Preston, can you recommend a platform that lists companies for sale? Um, the moment you're going to a platform, you're going through brokers. Okay. Okay. The moment you're going through brokers, you're, you're the best way I like to go about buying companies is people in my sphere of influence that I'm talking to. Okay. Once you've gone through to the broker, like that broker, they're doing valuations, they're getting all that, they're putting information out there. And, and, you know, my, my issue with that, and I've seen this not every time, 
like like sometimes they're savvy about how they do it. But once a company's like listed for sale, you know, either the competitors have all the access to their data because they can go and get their data and see what's going on, which means the competitors are stepping up and working better against you. Yep. Or, you know, if that's not happening, like maybe people that are the customers know it's for sale and are already looking elsewhere. So that, you know, I, I, I recommend sphere of influence. It's not like an MLS where you go to buy a house. Like, can right. you get good deals from the brokers? Yes. But a lot of those companies are the ones that are going to be, you have to be actively involved. Now, now here is a network where I've had a lot of success and it's not like specifically for this commercial bankers, hmm. like go meet commercial bankers. I mean, these are the people that finance and fund everyone. Okay. And, right. and, and not at Wells Fargo or Chase or Bank of America or any of these companies that are like literally looking for the Fair Isaacson company credit score people go look for the commercial bankers that are your local banks. Okay. Yep. They know the local business people and the local business people generally prefer to do business with them because they're more on their level. Like, you know, right. Chase, Chase is looking for Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos, whereas a billion dollar bank locally is looking for a guy with 20 to $50 million who probably owns five pizza joints. Right. And he might be at that age where he's selling those off. Go meet them. Say, look, I'm interested in, in, in buying a company and investing in myself. And I was told to go and talk to great bankers. And I've heard three or four times your name. And, and, and this is a, a, a secret anyway. If you ask bankers for advice, not loans, they'll give you loans. So you might as well be getting advice from those commercial bankers in your market. And they'll let you know who's looking and that's a financing opportunity because what do they not want to lose? Whatever they were doing previously. Yep. Yep. No, I love love that strategy. Great question, Kim. Thanks for uh, thanks for sharing. Preston. Very good question. I I appreciate you uh, appreciate you being on the show. Jeff, it's a pleasure, man. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Have an amazing rest of your day. Rise, fight, love, repeat. Get after it, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to your Hidden Edge podcast. You are now part of the movement, part of a tribe who's on a mission to uncover their hidden edge. We are stronger together. So please share this. Show up with one person in your network that you want to help. Together, we can empower others and connected, we can make a dent in the universe.